You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I am your host, Megan Thomas, and you are here on the Revolution After Show, being as for doing. How you doing, Brandon London? I'm doing just fine, Megan Thomas. All right, Larissa Shamar is not here today, but we are discussing season one, episode sixteen, the love boat. Can you say that again? The love boat. That's, I can't really sing, but that's the best I can do. Uh, yeah, right yeah, there. that's. Yeah, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. <laughs> but even more importantly, we have a special guest today. We okay? It's a secret. It's like a secret. Say, yeah. Do you know who it is? Yes, I do know who it is, but I'm going to play like I'm the audience right now. And I'm going to sit here and bite my nails. <laughs> oh, really? We have an awesome Maria, awesome. you're on the line with AfterBuzz TV? Yes, we have Maria Howell, who plays Grace Beaumont on a Revolution. Hello, everybody. Yay. <laughs> We're so glad to have you. Yes, we are. Wonderful to have you, Maria. Thank you. You did an awesome, Thank awesome, awesome job on this episode especially. Yes. And I'm so excited oh, to you. see what your, what your character has in store. How has it been so far working on Revolution? Well, you know, it's interesting because people ask that question all the time, and yeah. outside of thanking God I have a job, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the, the group, everybody in that crew is just like family. Good, wow. that's nice. So it, feels, it, feels very, it feels very comfortable, so it's kind of always interesting how <laughs> people are like, oh, go do something to Neville. I'm like, he's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> talking bad about him. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. But, um, yeah, I have to separate myself and remember, you know, people are looking at it a different way and I have to not get so, like, tender because I'm, I'm such a, a caring kind of person, so... Yeah, but it's it's like a big family. And you know what? And and I think it shows like with the chemistry between all of the characters, you can see that you guys genuinely (laughs) like each other, at least the people that are are on the same side. And and it's really good because that translates. And of course, it translates to the audience, which then translates to the ratings. So Mm -hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, And then it's crazy because my my role, of course, I'm not on every episode. So. Therefore, I, a person would think, you know, I don't have that familial type of relationship, but it's like we pick up where we left off. Yes. Every time I'm there, I'm like, hey, hey, you know, we're just chit-chatting and meeting each other's family members and stuff. It's just a wonderful experience. Now, how 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 you doing, Maria? Uh, my name is Brandon London. I'm a big fan of the show, and I'm a big fan of your character as well, and you as an actress Thank as well. Thank you, Brandon. Yes, ma'am, Brandon. 
I have, London. A, I have a nephew, Brandon. I love that name. Oh, Go see, ahead. We're family. <laughs> we're family now. See, we just got a bunch of family. Right, going Revolution on. Oh. family just expanded. So, how often That's are it. how often are are you around the you know the cast and crew? How often do you film? Uh, you know, how, and how long are your shoot dates usually? Well, ooh, wow, that. Ooh. Okay, that look, that's a loaded question. Oh, okay. Simply because, because um, you, since I'm not on every episode, I don't have to be there all the time. I was actually, <clears throat> excuse me, for the past ooh, four months or so, something like that, I had been doing another show at the same time. Okay. So I was, I was doing two shows, and the wow. next show comes out uh, on Lifetime in June. So I was kind of strung out myself in a happy <laughs> and good way. <laughs> That's but to answer your question more succinctly, more precisely, when I go to town, wherever we are shooting, um, and most of it was shot in North Carolina, in Wilmington, mm-hmm. North Carolina, I go there, I'm there for a few days, I'm out. Because wow. one thing about them, they, they, they do really efficient work. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they get it packed in. And, I, and look, and I didn't have a gun. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, they, they work. I, I have such admiration and respect for, for especially uh, Billy Burke and, uh, and, uh, and, and Tracy and, and Daniela they, and, and Elizabeth. And they, they work hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they work very hard, and I have the utmost respect for them. Yeah, so give us a little insight on some of these characters. Who would you say is most like their character on the show, on the set? Oh, wow. Ooh. Uh, ooh. <laughs> Most like them in real life. Yes. It's amazing how they can turn it off, and I'm like, oh wow, because they have me caught up, and I'm I'm also an actor too. So I would say, oh wow, Ooh. I would almost say because I can't say in totality, but I would for, my first inclination is Tracy. Okay. Oh, okay. Who plays Charlie? Charlie. Yes. Okay. Simply because those big, big goo goo gaga eyes he has. <laughs> yes, yeah. beautiful they're eyes. Real. Yeah. They're so they are so real and that smile. Because one thing about it, sometimes I'm like, that girl has such a beautiful smile. I wonder if she's like, can she tone the? T- I mean, does she know how to hide her smile? Because some people just have natural <laughs> smiles, and she's yeah. one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whatever you see in her character that's coming out that's loving and compassionate, that's as close. That's closer to her in real life, in my opinion. Okay. Now, who would you say is the least like their character on the show? Neville. Really? I can see How's that. How's he different? He's a, I, he's a, well, I don't want to tell us, but there's a marshmallow. I love him. <laughs> he is so sweet. He is so kind and so oh, gentle. Okay. I can see uh, that. I can he, see he, that. he, to me, has the biggest, from real life, the biggest gap of, oh, my gosh, He's, yeah, he's like one of those people like when you see on a soap opera uh-huh. that uh, you, you hate their character and you exactly. love them, but you hate them because they do their job so well. Yes, yes which he does. And, yeah. he, and I pray that he doesn't get stopped on the street and it's like, <laughs> you know, people snarl at him. <laughs> yeah, he probably does. He, he probably, probably does. He, yeah, I can see that. I well, can well see you know what? Yeah, Harry, let's, let's get into this episode because I know you, you have a very significant part towards the end, but we want to get some of your take on this episode because we know that you're a huge fan. Not only are you an actress on the show, but you're a huge, huge fan, which we love because that means that you do your job even better even than most actors and actresses. Um, so, so let's start with Captain Neville. He joins uh, Miles. Now they're on the same team for the Georgia Federation. He has official papers. Yeah. It's sealed and everything. Yeah. <laughs> sealed and everything. And he comes to tell Miles that 
there's an anthrax scare that Monroe is is cooking up, and there's a doctor that they've got to get named Dr. Ethan Camp. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought, like, oh, there's no way this is going to work. Anthrax. That's what, the same thing. I was, was the first time I heard anthrax. I was like, what is, what is, what is Monroe going to do with anthrax? They're bringing all the old well, school yes. you, you got, you got to, Yeah, really, bringing all old school back. Well, well you got to look at it this way. It, this is how I look at it. Um, you don't have to, but my <laughs> mind is going, they've been without for so long. Yes. That they're scrambling for anything to have an up, a one-up on somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, somebody knew how to make anthrax. If that's all they have, that's all they have mm-hmm. Yes. at that time. You know what I mean? And and so I think throughout the show, you've seen them come up with things. So let's take the bow, the bow for example. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought of using a bow? You have people with guns. Right. That's what they have. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, if, if, it's hard for us to put ourselves in a situation where we don't have because we're so privileged. Mm-hmm. We have everything. You yes, know, so they they have to fight for what they have at their fingertips. Yeah. And then that particular scientist, he knew how to make anthrax. That's probably what he was making right. before, you know, the blackout. Right. Who knows? And we see they're so going to bring back. Like, okay. What are they going to bring back? Uh, some, some chicken pox or some polio next? <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to bring You know back? what? You never know. You never know. <laughs> All right. There's always some never kind know. of twist. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm, my mind thinks about those things. I'm, I have a science background. Um, I'm a pre-med major. Oh, so cool. I'm constantly okay. being analytical and breaking that kind of stuff down. Like, wow, okay, that, that makes sense in this kind of situation, yes. you know? But you know, who am I? I'm, and, I'm a nerd. So what? And, and <laughs> yeah. it's funny that you said that because I, I, I wanted to ask you, how, how much can you identify with your character? You're saying that you're a nerd and, you mm-hmm. know, in, in, on you know on on the show, your character's pretty much a nerd, and you know you're you're, you're turning the power yes. back on and all that stuff. So, like, so, so basically, that's not a big stretch. I'm not really that good. <laughs> <laughs> so Grace Seriously, is you, though, and you are Grace. Basically. There, there is a connection because the way I think in life, period. Although, because I just we just did this test, and I found that I've got a lot of there are four quadrants in the brain. Okay, I've okay. got a significant part of every quadrant. Oh, not that okay. makes me not that that makes me a genius. It just means I'm so well rounded mm-hmm. in a lot of ways that I operate and manage my life. So okay. when it comes to the character and how I relate to my real life, that analytical part of me is just so like yeah, uh huh, wow. it's right there, it's right there on target. Oh, I see. I like it. to yeah. I like to break things apart and understand them, and not have to know why. How does what? this work? Why does that work like exactly. that? You know? And I think it comes. I think it comes out in my 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 behavior and my gestures, just my demeanor, my body language. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah. It, you, it reads very well when you you when you watch the show and you see Grace. It, you can definitely tell Grace is an analytical person, and since that is how you are in real life, I mean, it just translates naturally. I think it really does. Yeah, it does. oh, that's funny. I, that, 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 yeah, I get told that all the time. They used to call me OCD, but I I found <laughs> a new term. I'm not OCD. I'm OCPD. What is that? That means that obsessive compulsive personality disorder. That means uh-huh. I have the I'm, I'm neat like like a monk, but I'm not extreme, and I don't have my closest to accompany it, so I'm, okay. I'm, I'm good. I'm okay. safe. Okay, little tidbit <laughs> about well, Maria Howell there. Yes. She's OCPD, not OCD. OCPD. <laughs> so, so in in the episode, we see that Nora and Charlie are not happy with Neville coming back. I mean, I wouldn't be either because obviously he tried to kill us. Her brother's dead. Her father's dead. Most of this is due to Neville mm-hmm. and, of course, the, the, the Monroe Republic. So I, I'm kind of 
it, I don't know how I took this. I don't know if I should have felt more positive or negative about it. But when they go, when Nora and Charlie go to talk to Miles about Neville coming back, he's like, this is not a democracy. Mm-hmm. Either get in line or leave. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about that? Uh-huh. Well, I, I feel like it, that's Miles. Miles is going to, Miles is taking charge. He has to. Okay. Um, but there's a lot, understandably so, a lot of built up resentment from Charlie. Yes. A lot. Now, Nora has her own built-up resentment because she was, you know, with the rebels and everybody, you know, and, and they wanted to get rid of that whole, you know, uh, um, bath, you know, his, his whole regime. Uh-huh. That was her mission. They had two different missions, but by the same token, they have this major anger. Understandable. Yeah. Having Miles try to calm them down. My God, I think that, that like, when Charlie, <laughs> when she was getting ready, when, when, uh, Neville had the gun on the on the scientist, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and then she put the gun on Neville. Yes, I just knew she was gonna blow. Right, yeah. I just said, "Oh, this is not gonna end well." Two people no, no. in this little little yeah. hole are gonna die right now. But he, he, you know, there was so there was so much dynamic in that one scene. Yes. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And it's kind of cool again to be a part of the show. But I don't get to see everybody else film their scenes, even though yeah. I've read the script. Mm-hmm. I don't get to see all of the scenes being shot. So there's still a certain bit of mystique in it for me. And, and, and so he, I was on edge. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Think about what could happen here. Exactly. You know, this, could be the, this could be the finale, you know. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, so I don't know. I really don't know. Just like you said, Megan, I don't know how I, I, would, I felt about that because I had mixed emotions, too. I was like... Okay. Oh, just go ahead and do what you got to do. But then again, like, no, because I want to see how Neville's going to play this out. And where's yeah. his heart really? Where's his head? But then you, you know where his head is, the way he treats his son. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. What about you, Brandon? Well, I, I think, you know, the way that Charlie and the way that Nora is treating Miles like Miles, I feel like that's going to be a problem because there's a difference between Miles and General Matheson. You know, okay. they're talking <laughs> to him and they're talking to him as Miles, you know, because Miles suddenly has been showing that he has a little bit of heart and, you know, he's feeling bad about the killing and and getting people killed, in essence, for being, you know, involved with him. But now, and what she keeps trying to to express to Charlie, this is is war. This is General Matheson, and they shouldn't be getting in the way with, you know, any any plan he has to, he feels as though he needs to carry out. And if he feels as though, you know, Neville being on the team right now is is necessary, then... It's it's, it's got to work because yeah. he's not stupid. He knows, like he said to him, he said, "I'm going to kill you." You know, yeah. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to kill you. But right now, he needs Neville to, you know, to to, to beat Moreau. And and I think, and I, think I think the arrival. Wait, I'm, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. The the arrival of Captain Neville also, I believe, sends Miles from being Miles to General Matheson. Mm-hmm. He has to go back to that place because it, the last episode. You just, hit it. you just hit it. What I was going to say that. There are t- the longer we live on this earth, we come to places where we have to make those hard decisions yeah. of like, okay, look, am I going to put me first or am I going to put the cause first? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and that that's hard. And he has had to make a hard decision. Miles has uh-huh. to say, you know what, the greater goal is to save the world, and that means get rid of Bath. Right. Yeah. And if that um, means he has a team up and, with and Neville, Neville he'll is do a it. necessary evil in that equation. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And I think that and also. 
is why in this episode you see Miles is also returning back to alcohol. As he said before, you know, he, he tried to run away. He tried to run away to Chicago. Like a pilot. He opened up drinking alcohol. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He, and he, to get away, I think, to drown out who he has to become when he's General Matheson and who he really wants to be on the inside, which is like a, a caring dude. I think that's why yeah. he, he has to go back to his alcoholism. And you see uh, ne- Major and- Neville, when they're on the boat, gives him the flask. Yeah. And he readily yeah. accepts yes. it. Yes. Like, I readily accept going back to this dark place in my life. And it was really cool. So the symbolism of the alcohol, they could have had him doing anything else. Yeah. But because the alcohol, to me, that took me right back to the pilot. Because mm-hmm. yes. he was just coming off out of a place trying to be under the radar. You know, and that was his way of coping. Right. And then it's like, all of a sudden here, he's back at that kind of place where he's ha- he has to cope. And make it through it, you know. So yeah. that alcohol, to me, it was a subliminal symbolism there. And it's which not, I kind of like. I love when I look at things and I see symbolism. Yeah. Yes. You know. And it's not like he asked for this newfound drama, you know. Like he was in Chicago no. trying to forget about, you know, that yeah. his past life, and they came knocking on his door. They came right. looking for him. So mm-hmm. absolutely, it's like absolutely. it's one of those things where I feel like the and you're you're saying uh, symbolism. I feel like it's something where like you can never escape your past. Like the alcohol is like mm-hmm. telling you you are who you are, no matter if you run from it or not. Your past is always going to catch up with you somehow, and that's kind of what absolutely. I felt like the alcohol was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's fighting a war and fighting a war externally and internally. Exactly. He's dealing oh. with the demons of his own self, you know? Right. And so we so. we see from there that um, at the beginning of the, the show, we also see that he and the, his gang go to get Dr. Camp. Uh, they bust him out mm-hmm. from the lab mm-hmm. that he's in. And at the same time, what we don't see is that uh, Major Neville went to go get Dr. Camp's family. His family. And mm-hmm. I thought yeah. it was, I, I was a little mad that Miles knew the entire situation, but he didn't tell the rest of his group. He didn't tell Charlie. He didn't tell Nora. He doesn't have to. I mean, he doesn't have to. But up until this point, up until Neville has showed up, you remember, he's been telling them the plans. He's for the most part. Okay. He didn't tell Somewhere. them that he yeah, was leaving the, to go home. But, but I don't think the plan was as complicated as, as, as it is now. Mm-hmm. Yes. True. And, and I, I don't think Miles is making the best decisions he's just doing what he's you know trying to do and I, th- I think this you know this was a real struggle for him internally which is why he's having such a, a hard time um he knew being softer from the other episodes the last few episodes we mm-hmm. see you know more of his humanity we see that this episode he's kind of he doesn't really know what to do and i think that's part of the reason why he doesn't tell nora or charlie that mm-hmm. oh the rest of the plan is to get Camp's wife and daughter, mm-hmm. and we're going to hold them separately because he knew how they would react. That's that was my take mm-hmm. as to why he didn't. You tell know, them. One, one thing that caught me, and this is jumping scenes, uh, when Nora was saying, "Miles, you really haven't changed." Yeah, and, and he mm-hmm. was laying in the bed, and he, she was walking out of the room. That scene kind of got me yes. for some reason, and I simply because it's like he was so non-reactionary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, and and I was it got me in a good way. It got me it got me engaged because I was like, wow, I, I kind of like been in that situation before where you you just really don't want to answer. You want to answer, but you don't want to respond. Yeah, 
because you think you, you can't make your mind up fast enough, the best way to go with it. Yeah, <laughs> so it was, I, could, I could relate to what he was dealing with. Exactly. And, and the sad part about it is I think in a way Nora wanted him to say, don't leave and go to another unit. Because you remember, that's what she said. She's like, I'm going to have to leave. You're still the same person. I can't mm-hmm. deal with this. And I think yeah. she went there. Yeah. She just wanted him to, to say, no, I'm not like that. Times are tough right now. And he really was emotionless. Yeah. And he really was General Matheson at that point. Yep. So. yep, absolutely. Uh, I just thought that was an, an interesting scene myself. Yes. And, and seeing all this, I'm beginning to think how each character, how they think this whole situation is going to play out at the end. You know, with Charlie <laughs> Charlie and Nora, I guess they, they really think that, you know, the lights are going to get cut, turned back on. Everybody's going to be holding hands and, you know, the, the world is going to be well, one that was for some reason. Exactly. Honestly, I would love... Even if I if I could tell you, I wouldn't know what to tell you. Simply because the writers are so brilliant with yes. with the cliffhangers that throw they throw things in, I can't even keep up. Yes. That's you okay. know, it's, it's like, I really don't know. And, and that's um, why this show is so great. Yeah, that that makes it so great. Huh? That's why this show is so great. Because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. There's so many twists you and turns. You never do. Because even, like I said, I last night's episode, I, I sat there and I went, I was actually going, wow, yeah, wow, yeah. you know, and that's not the first time I've done that, yeah. but it, I can tell you this, and I will tell you this, keep watching, wow. Mm. <laughs> oh, yes, we keep will watching. definitely keep watching, Marie. Yes. <laughs> so, so let's go yeah. and, and talk about stuff coming up, boy. Let's talk about the boat. When we mentioned earlier how Charlie and Dr. Camp and Neville were in the little hiding room um, as the Monroe mm-hmm. Republic's boat came to do a, just a routine inspection. And mm-hmm. when they mm-hmm. ca- came out, Neville punched the bejesus out of Charlie. Yes. She, look, that girl can take a punch. She can. I, she sat, there, I sat there and I said, ow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he crossed her. I'm not going to He did. That. I mean, and, and I was upset because when Miles comes back into the room, he just basically mm-hmm. hems him up against the wall and pushes his neck. I He should have at least punched him in the eye, something. I just felt like there should have been more of a forceful exchange between Miles and Neville. He just hit your knee. He socked your niece in the face. Now, now, mind you, Miles was drinking, right? I'm just joking. <laughs> well, yeah, he should have definitely did something. He might have had a drink before that. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I really didn't even think too much about it because I think I was still on the punch that Charlie took. I, right. And, and the fact the, that, that... was that was major. Yes. The the fact that you you keep on referring to Charlie as uh, Miles' niece, that's where the problem is. She what? thinks she can She thinks she thinks can do anything she wants because her uncle is General Ma- Matheson. Okay, wait a minute. So you think that he should? she shouldn't have held that gun to Neville's no, head? No, because the, the scientist was about to make noise. They were about to get captured, and that's why he put the gun to uh, Dr. Camp's head to tell him, be quiet, you know, don't make a sound. Okay, don't get so us captured. I got you, but when they got out, do you think it was okay for him to punch this girl in the face? He has to show some type of authority. He is... He he is now the number two. You know, Miles is number one. Yeah. Neville is number two. Charlie Neville's thinks that she's one right. A or she's one B or she's one C. <laughs> she's not. She's not up there. She's not ready for the type of. She's not ready for the type of missions that they go on. She's not ready for the type of right. intelligence that they receive. She's just a. She's a warrior right now. She's she, on a mission of passion. Yes. Yes. Uh, where they're they're Thank they're you. strategically missioned. But think about this. Neville, the way he clocks his own son. 
<laughs> right. Everybody else's game. I mean, Everybody's you know, fair game. game. You know, right. he has no bearing on any whatever value system of who's important mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. I see. So he clocked his own son. <sighs> so, and Neville, Neville's another one to me that's made that decision of like the cause first. Yes. My wife is very, it's almost like apples and apples, but they're apples and oranges. Because his wife, he will look out for. And he'll take care of her before he take, takes care of his own son. And the problem with the and the problem with the Federation slash rebels, they have no cause right now. The only their their only cause is killing Monroe. After that, it's 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 a what now? Yeah. It's a what now? That's yeah. uh, That's chaos. That's going to breed chaos. I think so. I just I I really just feel like when Miles came, there should have been something more forceful because I just knew as soon as Miles came to hem up Neville, I just knew he's going to punch him in the face. He's going to do something really quick to this dude to let him know, you can't handle my niece like that. There you go, she's a niece. There you go, she's a niece. She's a soldier. Again, like I said, I don't think that Miles is able at this point, he's got a lot of emotions going on too. I mean, you think about it. He just had um, the woman die. What was her name again? I forgot. Um, That had had the son by by Bass. Emma. Emma. Emma, Emma, yes. right. So I don't, it's like, yeah, we know who Emma was to him, but we don't know the depth of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's true. He's I mean, got yeah. that on his head. He's still he he's still having visions of that. He's got Nora. He doesn't know what to do with Nora. Somewhere he's had the visions of, of, um, of um, Rachel. I mean, he's got all these people in his head right now. Yes. Let's just say he's got woman problems. He <laughs> does. He, he has a lot of issues. Yes, he does. He yeah, he, he's got a lot on his mind and maybe clouding his judgment on how yeah. he needs to handle every situation. Who knows? Yes. Yeah. You know? So, you know, so Charlie then wants to let the Dr. Camp go. And she's like, you know, this is not what we came here to do. We're not, we don't <laughs> steal people. We don't kidnap families. We don't do that. And she goes well, to remind mm-hmm. Miles of this, but Miles is kind of like, this is just the price of war. And and when she tries to remind him, this is what you guys did to my mom, he said, yes, this is exactly what we did to your mom. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to try to sugarcoat right. it a little bit and be like, it's not the same. But he really was like, no, this is just right. like that. And it's, there's a purpose behind it. Yes. That's, right. That's really and, and also, too, Charlie, again, on that passion tip, she is just saying, look, if I couldn't save my brother, I want somebody's family to be saved. If right. my family can't be together, let somebody's family be together. Yes. And which is you know? cute. So, which is, I mean, it's cute, but at the same time, she needs to know her role. She needs to know her role. She needs to know her role. She's going to get someone killed. Or she's she's, yeah. she's gonna cause she's gonna cause some type of pain or, or or something some type of loss to the rebels slash federation. I mean, I think it's well, a, let me ask. You, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, please. go ahead, Maria. Go ahead. Now I was going to ask you a question, both of you this question. Do you think Charlie has a lot of her mother in her? Oh, I I definitely think so. Yes. I think that's where she gets yeah. that fiery passion from yeah. is her mother. Yeah. Maybe the strategy side of her comes from her father, but I think definitely the passion because Rachel's a. Rachel's a broken character, but she's also very, very passionate about whatever she has her mind set on. Yes, yes. And that's where Charlie gets it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I agree with you. You pretty much took, took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, and she to the point where she locks Miles in his room, and she's got her new friend slash boyfriend <laughs> Jason Neville um, they don't know what they're doing but anyway <laughs> right they're, they're not sure about it but I thought it was funny because now you see the old school which was Major Neville and Miles being locked up and knocked out by their kids mm-hmm. and then you see the new school mm. warriors which is Jason and Charlie and they're taking over this ship 
And they got Isn't that something? Is it, it is something. But, but to you, I thought that was I thought that was a nice flip, and yes. then of course it flipped back. It always does. But <laughs> you know, I, I love all of that. Yeah, but uh, and this this goes to you, Miss Megan, because she took out the she took out the general, she took out the number two. They took out the number two man in Neville. Should she get away with it because she's the niece? That's a soldier yeah. committing treason. That's a soldier. She's still a soldier <laughs> in the army, Good and point. she's doing this type Good of stuff. Point. Okay, so then what? Are, what is he going to do? What should they do? Tell be- her that she can't be a part of the rebels. This no. is what the rebels do. You beat her up. You beat her up. Who you beats get, her up? Somebody beats Neville? her up. You and shows you're, a- you're approving of women beating them. No. Hey, this is. <laughs> <laughs> she has to get reprimanded. Oh she has to get reprimanded for this. So what? That's what I'm saying. But how do you reprimand her? Because she's first of all, she's not a true soldier in the sense that she's under a a strategic military because she's part of the rebels. She's not a part of the Georgia Federation. So then, what then does she do? Because what her cause is aligned with freeing the people, including Doctor Kemp, mm-hmm. which is aligning with what the rebels do. Okay, picture this: you're Bass, you're Bass. Okay, okay? and Bass has a niece. Okay. Think of Bass and his niece. And Bass's niece went and uh, knocked Bass out, knocked out Bass's number two, went, took the <laughs> took the prisoners, and tried to escape with the prisoners. What would Bass do to his niece? Oh, Bass they, would have her beheaded. Thank you. <laughs> be legged, be armed, be everything. Thank you. Yeah, Bass this is would. war. Well, good thing Bass is not her uncle. Uh, <laughs> I think I got a stump on that is. one. Yes, and, and I which, say, which proves another point too that Miles has more of a, pa- a compassionate heart. He does. Yes, he's he's not like yeah. General. Uh, he's not like Miles. I'm excuse me, not like Bass. Bass. I'm getting my names mixed up here. Which right. ultimately right. is going to is that's why they're going to lose. If they lose, what? that's why. When you're fighting a, when you're fighting that type of evil, you have to go there. Like you have to get just as evil as I don't believe that. that. I believe that good and love conquers all. Okay? All Brandon. right now. <laughs> Okay. I believe that they're going to win. And Maria, you can back me up. And if you want to uh, spread this little tidbit of TMZ.com. If you would like to reveal a little bit. No, but I'm saying I feel like they're going to they're going to they're going to be victorious. The rebels and the Georgia Federation, at least with anybody that's aligning themselves with Miles is going to be OK. I promise you. Mm-hmm. Okay. You say so. I like that. I, well, then so. I, I'll make a note to align with Miles myself. There you go, Grace. Go ahead, Miss so Beaumont. <laughs> so, then, <laughs> so then we see that they try to, um, they see the, the boat where Dr. Camp's niece and, excuse me, Dr. Camp's daughter and his wife are, and they try to make uh-huh. a getaway. And of course, Major Neville and his, he does some MacGyver-like stuff and gets out of the room. He frees everybody else. So now there's just a back and forth between the rebels and, and Major Neville. And he, the exchange he has with his son is it's heart-wrenching again. Because now, to me, they're no longer, they're, they're done. There's, done. It feels like there's no room for repair. But mm-hmm. you see that, you know, his, Neville has some type of, of loving humanity. He loves his wife. So there is some good in him somewhere, <clears throat> but the disregard. She, she's the she's the she is the one component that will be the possible fixer for the two of them. Yes, mm-hmm. she helps you him know? remain human versus just a killing angry man. And yeah, yeah, is it? You know, I don't know. Is the relate? What do you think, Brandon? Is the relationship between Major Neville and his son repairable? I don't, I don't think so. Anytime that's like uh, Marvin Gaye and his dad. You know, it's like anytime. <laughs> Whoa! You wanna, 
you I guess took that it there. shows how old I am. You took it there. You took it there. Oh, that shows my generation <laughs> right. how old I am. Oh, please. Oh, please. Uh, no, I just, I, just, I just feel like the, the, the kid is, he's, every time he looks at his dad, there's just something in his eyes where it's like, I'm so disgusted with who you are. You know, and I think that it's going to take Neville to do something huge, something very humane, like save the day somehow, some way to, mm-hmm. to get to win his son back. Because in essence, his son thinks he's selfish. He thinks that well, he just wants people to kiss his butt. That's why he he doesn't. He's his son doesn't even think that uh, Major Neville is fighting for a cause. Even 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 has a true reason to fight. So I think it's going to take something to where like he saves a whole bunch of lives, or you know, risk his own life for a greater cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For his son to love him again because that relationship is over. Yeah, and then, and then, but don't you, th- don't you think that was very interesting, though, the speech that he gave his son yes. about how your mom and I sacrificed and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff? You know, that was that was pretty deep. Yes. Yeah, and I want to say that I don't really necessarily think that they didn't have to run. Neville did not have to leave because of his son. Because if you remember, that happened a few episodes. The reason why he had to leave was because he did not deliver. He got captured by the rebels, and so then he he let them down. Somebody to to bath. No. Well, well, they did. uh, If he. Okay, yes. But, okay, so then, but here's the thing. So when the officer came to Bass and told Bass, Neville, Major Neville is gone. Oh, by the way, we've right. he- heard some reports that his son is still alive. That whole conversation right. would have never happened had he been there and came back and everything was fine. But the reason he had to leave was because he knew this is the last chance that I have from Bass. I have to deliver what he needs. And if I don't, that's my life. So he, for him to blame his son at this point, it, that really wasn't the reason he had to leave. That was part of it, okay. but the major part was he didn't deliver. Okay. I got you. But did, then I recall that, that Neville tried to get his son to get away to save his son. Yes, he did tell him. He had his son run away. Yeah. So that was that compassion thing again. So he's, he's got a lot of layers, too, going on yeah. of, of things inside of him, you know. Do you think Loves that they his can... Wife. Yeah. Mad at his son because his son is so much like him. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Not really. He's not exactly like him, but there, there's, some, yeah. there, there's some similarities between their personalities, too. Do you think that their relationship can be repaired? I do. Okay. Really? I do. Uh, yeah, of course. I'm a girl. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm a hopeless romantic. What? Oh, <laughs> uh, you got a little Charlie in you right there. Like, uh, <laughs> Wow, no, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. That's that's funny you guys said that. One. Yeah, and even I mean, I think even though Jason says I hate you, and that look, you look, you only want to be on the side that will basically kiss your butt and gives you some kind of power. Mm-hmm. You know, I still think that there's hope for them. Something's gonna happen. Maybe yeah, like I you said, Brandon, something that's you know gonna really help a lot of people that might change things around for Neville and his son. Yes, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I agree. I, I I don't know what that could be. Um, but I, I do think that there's hurt, there's so much hurt there, and sometimes in life when we have so much hurt packed on top of hurt, packed on top of disappointment, we don't see clearly, you yeah. know, and we you know have to find a place to let it go, right? You know, and deal with it from that spot on. So yeah, I, I, I definitely I, there's always hope. Yes, yeah. and so then. You know, when they're fighting, oh, so, of course, the, the here comes the Monroe Republic, as always. Right on, right on cue. Right on cue. And they start shooting at the boat, <laughs> and Miles comes out and helps his niece and, and Dr. Camp and his family escape. 
and they leave Major Neville to fend for himself. At this point, I'm like, oh, Major Neville's dead because, you know, it's just him and the few men that are on the boat. I just felt mm-hmm. like there's no way he's going to survive this. Um, but then we find out that he does. How does this man make it but yeah. everybody else on the boat dies? How is that possible? That's part of my prediction. Well, so. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brandon. I don't, I don't know if you guys want me to say it now because Go I think ahead. it's part of the predictions. Yeah. I, I think he made a deal. I think he made a deal. I think they were captured. Oh. There was something, something was going on, and he probably said, you know, I can take you to Miles. Or I, I can take you to where, you know, something, we can, you can meet up with them or something. You can ambush these rebel forces or something. Oh, that could be the case. That's what I think happened. He, I mean, oh. he's a slick guy. He's good, a slick character, mm-hmm. you know. I yeah, like we'll see next week. No situation too big for him. Yeah. Like, he can get out of anything. Yeah. I like that. That's a good one, Brandon. High five across the way. Ooh. Boom. High five. <laughs> so, good, good. That's a, that's a good point. I'll have to watch and see what happens. Yes. And so he has this, he has this conversation with Miles about, you know, what he, basically what he did. You let Dr. Camp get away. That's okay because gonna, I'm going to find him. Mm-hmm. And Miles tells him, no, you're not going to find him because we, we made sure of that. I'm smarter than you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's right. true. I think if... If you had to put both of those pit both of those against both of these guys against each other, I definitely think Miles will always win because he's smarter, he's faster, he's more strategic than Major Neville is. I think. Yeah, I think he thinks quicker on his feet without having to calculate. You know how some people just calculate things in life yes. and everything is meticulous or whatever. Miles is the kind he can. He's quick, he's like a cat that lands on feet. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Because he can think just think up something in the, in a, a split second. Whereas Neville may not be as quick. Neville has to plan, plan a little bit better. You know, plan a little bit, period. So, I don't know. I, I agree with you, though. I think Miles is going to, for nothing else and for no other reason, based on the way the characters are written. You know? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's got the good guy character. So, you know, he's, he, they want it built like that, in my opinion. And in Miles, but you never know. <laughs> you never, yeah, you never know. But and I think the downfall of Major Neville is his pride. And and if you see, he he's all about power and he's all about pride. And I think in this scene, you actually see that Miles one ups him and tells him like show flexes mm-hmm. his muscles essentially and says that President Foster doesn't care about your pride. She mm-hmm. cares about W's, which are mm-hmm. wins, and that's what that's the reason why she aligned herself with Miles because he delivers every time. And that was, yeah. I think he, don't you Don't you think, though, that, that, that Neville gave you faith last night? Yes. That was one of the first times I've ever seen the, the subtleties um, because based on the scenes and stuff like that, based on what was happening. I was like, boy, he, boy his faith said everything that you needed him to feel. Right. Say, it sure you know, did. And I'm going, wow. That's, that's powerful for, for someone to be able to convey that stuff yeah. because he showed some of those vulnerabilities. Yeah. He showed the pride. He showed vulnerabilities. He showed fear. He showed anger. He showed so many different things. And I'm like, wow, Miles doesn't show that much. He doesn't show his card that much. He sure doesn't. But we see in the next scene that he shows his sexy, softer side when Nora comes in there half naked. <laughs> okay. Notice I said They're naked, not naked. Somebody naked. tweeted me and said, finally, some sexual things. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this, yes. this show doesn't have a lot of that. So much tension, but just not the actual scene. Like the tensions with Charlie and Jason, the tensions with Nora and Miles, Rachel and Miles, finally. There, yeah, there was a little skin here. And if you look on um, MB- if you look on NBC's website, they 
typically have something called um, Revolution Revealed for every episode. And the Revolution Revealed for this episode actually showed um, Daniela, who plays the, the role of Nora. Of Nora. Uh-huh. It sh- she talks about this scene and she said, oh, we couldn't even film this scene in one day. We had to keep filming. She was like, it's so awkward. <laughs> she was like, you know, but I'm excited <laughs> because she said that she was glad that they had this scene in, in the show because there really isn't essentially anything like that. And she's glad that her character was able to do that. But then she was like, oh, then I realized I have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a little awkward, but I think it was a good scene. I think it was a good scene. She's so funny. It is. It, it's, 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 how awkward is this? Yeah, I was like, woo. Maria, how, <laughs> how awkward job. would you say our on screen kisses? Say it again. How awkward would you say our on screen kisses? They're very awkward. <clears throat> I, I haven't had many in my career, but I've had some, and they're very awkward. Oh, wow. Because. because for one, you got people looking at you. Yes, yeah. that's true. Yeah. A whole lot of people. And we're not talking about, you know, you know, we're not talking about just the person you're kissing. We're talking about the crew. We're talking about the lighting people and everything. And it's just, it's kind of awkward. Uh, and and I personally am like, okay, this is just, and I'm going to have put it out there. I don't like to just put any, have anybody's tongue in my mouth. <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> So you know what I mean? That's so you know, honest. Kind of really sat and had long conversations with and had dinner with at least. You know, that's just yeah. awesome. I know, right? <laughs> you know, you do what you do. You know, we do it. We know the check's going to be good. We do it, right? So, there you go. That's, that's honest, wow, Maria. That's but, very honest. <laughs> so we appreciate but I'm that. I'm being completely honest about it because I remember this one time, and this this was a long time ago. I was like, oh, God, please, God, please don't let him put his tongue in my mouth. God, please don't let him. <laughs> this was inside conversation. Wow. And he kind of like, and I, and I didn't know, like, how do you tell somebody you don't know? Don't put your tongue in your mouth because you don't want to act like you're better than somebody else. But at the same time, it's like, uh. So, you know, we, we <laughs> came to this, 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 this compromise. We fake it out a little bit, but it looked real. I okay. look back at the footage and I'm going, wow, that was pretty convincing. Yeah, because that <laughs> footage of, of Nora and Miles looks very convincing. Very convincing. Very convincing. You know, they, were, they, probably, they were probably, yeah, they, yeah, that was real. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the other storyline in this episode, um, which is Rachel and Aaron. They make it to uh-huh. the Thompson Tribal Lands, which is in the Plains Nation, <laughs> and they haven't eaten, so they talk to the, the man the, that's in charge of the Thompson Tribal group mm-hmm. and right. he said you know if i give you food then i don't feed my kids feed there's my somebody kids. that's on my yeah. side that doesn't get to eat so i can't <clears throat> help you so they steal the food they get away and then this guy comes looking for them by himself because he realized mm-hmm. they stole something i didn't know <laughs> that rachel was gonna kill the man i didn't know that I, mean, I, I felt like I it was, was first of all I, first of all i'm going does he really have to come that far just to get his yes. food back <laughs> right didn't realize he stole a gun that's true <laughs> Right. You know, I, I'm thinking, you know, it's just food. But I was like, wow. But Rachel she is said something the, she else, got the gun. man. Because Rachel's character didn't start out like this in the very beginning. Yeah, correct. And, and you I know, think for Rachel, she, whew. And she's been keeping, she's uh, like, of course, like Aaron says, you know, where did you get this? You've had a gun this whole time. And she's like, yeah, yeah. Miles gave Miles. it to me, which I thought was like, well, why did you use it sooner? There's a, little, there's a couple other situations that that would have been helpful. Wow, I never thought about that. Right? Because right? just... remember when she they went to see Dr. Jane? And they were in the woods, and those two militia guys rolled up on them. They, they came on. She them. didn't pull the gun out to shoot them. Wow! She had, and for the bounty hunter, and, <laughs> and that whole saying. situation, she had a gun she's this had whole that, time. 
I would have said the same thing. She shot the guy guy earlier in the season who's tried to steal food from them. Yes, that is true. When the light first went out. Yep, that is very true. So she does have that in her. Rachel just has bodies under her belt right now. Right. That's where her stone cold killer daughter gets it from right there. But then, you you know. Rachel's got a lot going on. Yeah, so she kills the man, um, which I think it, it is worthy to say that this is what things have come to because he says, you stole from me now to take your life. That's how we do it in the high country. Mm-hmm. You pay with your life, which is wow. Wow. If we did things like that now, it wouldn't be too good, huh? It wouldn't be too good right now. It wouldn't be too good. And she's had to make a decision, too. Here we go again. Of she, Her main mission is to get to that tower because right. she even told Aaron, he's like, you wouldn't leave me. She said, yes, I would. Yes, I, mean, I would. Yep. Straight said, uh, for real? Yes, I would. <laughs> I mean, that, that kind of hurt and hurt his feelings a little bit. Because right. I'm going, wow, yeah. dang, Rachel. <laughs> but that's how yeah, serious but she was she saying is. it because she has to make that higher decision of like, or that hard decision of this will save more people. I'd rather sacrifice what's going on, you know, this right here mm-hmm. for the greater good. The greater good. Yes. And I don't, know if I don't know if everybody's completely convinced that Rachel's good or bad. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But, um, I think she's, she's good. She's got a major mission in mind. I, I, yeah, I classify I her as a good guy, good girl. Like she's just, she's just a broken person. I would say she that. is. She's been through a lot. Yeah, but I would say she's good yeah. overall. And and so of course you know they try to escape. She breaks her leg, and it's a uh, bad break. It's, terrible. it's like the dude from the Louisville basketball team. What's his name? Wade. Uh, Wait, hard. Let me tell you, I, can't, yes. I still can't look at that footage. <laughs> yes. That's a bad yeah. that's she, she, that, 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 ooh, that I looked at that last night and it caught me off guard. Ooh, it was like, yes. ah. Through the leg. Look, and we know yeah. when you when yeah. something like that happens in this this time, this you're pretty much dead because yeah. there's nothing to clean the infection. You know, there's right. no medicine or surgery. So she's telling Aaron, go, yeah, because no. you looked at my leg. You <laughs> saw it. There's no way I'm going to make it mm-hmm. through. And he yeah. he doesn't want to leave. But then, of course, we see that the guys find her in the truck and they're shooting at her and she shoots back. And Aaron comes back in the nick of time. And you guys, this is the biggest. This was a very big moment for him because Aaron actually killed somebody this time. He stabbed the guy. <laughs> Aaron had messed up. He had stepped up and started yeah, playing the game. Yeah. I'll tell you, when, I, when I saw that, I was like, okay, there you go. Come on. I you know, at some point, everybody has to be on the defensive. You're right. And, I, he, and, and this finally it. showed up. Go ahead, Brady. I can't really say he stepped up. I'm, he, they're using him as a punching bag right now. Well, okay, I'm tired he, of it. He, he, <laughs> he killed somebody. He finally killed somebody. It doesn't matter. They what? have him. It's, it's, it's not supposed to work out like this where he's getting beat up and then at the last second – Somebody, you know, somebody saves his life. It's not supposed to. If you're going to ambush somebody, you have to kill somebody if you're going to ambush you're right. somebody. Okay, so he's not the best at fighting, but he tried. Okay, okay, right. We got that. But, but you know, go back an episode before that, maybe an episode or two. I can't remember when he saw his wife. The body yes. hunter. Was it last week? He saw yes. his wife, yeah. and then he, he's trying to help her out, but he tries to fight the guy, but again... He gets his, you know. You know, he, he, he gets I guess told he does to leave, leave me alone. And Aaron will forget about me. <laughs> he he does again. He fights, right. but he gets defeated. So yes. it's kind of like you know. He just a he just thing, does you know. enough, I would say, to make sure that the people don't die. That's a, that's as far as he goes. He's not going to kill a whole lot of yeah. people, but he does enough to help other people kill other people. How about that? <laughs> right. But make sure if, if <laughs> right. you guys are watching this, make sure you subscribe on iTunes because then you can get this podcast every week. And make sure you rate us. Give us five stars. Comment. Let us know. 
what you think about the podcast. And you can also watch us live every week on iPads, iTunes, excuse me, iPads, iPhones, any of your mobile devices. We're streaming live. Just go to AfterBuzzTV.com. And so at the end of this episode, we see that um, Rachel shows Aaron on in the book that Dr. Jane gave them that he's on page 74. And he asks the question, why is he on in this book? <clears throat> Why is he on? Why is he in this book, Maria? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> this is going to be the diplomatic, politically correct answer. Okay. okay. <laughs> he's like confused because he thinks he's coming along for a ride, and it's been calculated all along. Oh, very good. It has been planned and plotted all along, and then he just kind of reflects back to Ben. I don't know if you remember the episode where, um, oh God, I forgot his name that fast. Um, the, the the man that captured me. Oh yes, Randall. Randall, yeah, Randall. 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 When when Randall before when Randall was still with the DOD and Rachel and Ben and me and another scientist, we were all in the lab. It it, it just goes back to all of that. Everything has been like calculated. Everything has yeah. been just. <clears throat> You know, Aaron thought, hey, I lights went out and I lost my wife and my gosh, I'm just trying <laughs> right. to survive. And then and then the very end, we see you, Grace. We see you and mm. you finally get the elevator working. We're so proud of you. But then Mr. Austin <laughs> decides he wants to take a trip down there and he, he gets killed. What kills him? Okay. What kills him? Can't say. Yes, I can't say. <laughs> you know, I have to ask you. I have to ask you. Uh, I can't say really. I just think, um, I think it's... It, I, no, I really can't say. <laughs> I will just say, I think it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the nanites. That's what I say. Let, let's just say that the turn of events, if you think that you were twisted and turned already... Wow, yes. just keep watching. Oh, yeah. well, that's a good way because, to... Because, because just when you think you've figured it all out, you, you don't have it. You know, uh-huh. it's like, wow, wow, how did they get come to that? Oh, my goodness. Right. Yeah, it, it's gotten me, too, so it'll definitely get all the rest of you. But um, let's just suffice to say that okay. all of that panting that I was doing, all of that gasping is... is mm, I'm excited. I'm so excited. I'm watching the next episode. <laughs> okay, so we'll do that. So you know what? That's a great way to end this episode of our after show. <laughs> Maria, thank you so much for thank coming you. on and being pretty much oh, a guest host pleasure. with us. So much fun. You're so, so fun. awesome. And if you want to check out Maria, make sure you go to her website, MariaHowell.com. And where can they find you on Twitter? They can find me Maria Things Act. They can actually go to MariaHowell.com and Twitter, Facebook, everything is there. Perfect. And so also, they, don't to, they don't have to think but once. Maria okay. Howell. That's it. Go and then that. you are in the upcoming um, Hunger Games, which comes out in November. Oh, so wow. make sure you guys watch yes. for that. Maria's on fire. There you she go, is. Maria. Maria's doing big things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brandon, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at The Cultured Athlete. And you can find me on my website, www.brandon-london.com. Uh, Awesome. And I'm your host, Megan Thomas. As always, you can find me on all of your Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. All, all of your social networks at Meg Scoop, like scoop of ice cream. It's been real. Thanks, guys. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. 
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.